Welcome to the She Illuminates podcast, an empowerment hub for Christian women just like you who are ready to be filled by God's truth and light and illuminate their God-given influence in their homes, careers, businesses, and communities. I'm your host, Shamel Evans. I'm passionate about creating a space, connecting, and transforming the lives of women. We talk about real things, and we value transparency, honesty, and vulnerability. Be empowered to live anchored in your faith, influence your patch, and walk in your purpose. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the She Illuminates podcast. And today, I want to talk about the in-between girl. You know, the girl who trusts God and she knows that he has everything planned out. But on the other side, when it comes to walking out that faith, walking out that trust in the everyday, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you feel like you're on a tightrope where you're like, God, I want to give it to you. But God, can I hold on to some of it? And so I say it's that in-between state because we're in that process where we're learning to grow and to trust God. And we really want him to lead us in all of our daily efforts. But sometimes along the way, we have issues with control. We have issues with perfection. Today, I want to dismantle those things and encourage you to fully trust and walk in the abundance that God has called you to. Today, I have a special guest, Katrina McCain, who's going to share with us about this topic. And she's going to give us a preview of her book that's more centered around how we can actually walk this out. So Katrina, thank you so much for joining us today. And could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi. Um, Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on the show today. Yeah, my name is Katrina McCain, and I am from Charlotte, North Carolina. I am married, and I have two sweet little girls. Taylor is three, and JL is nine months old. And I'm here, you know, just growing more and more in God's grace and and just having an open heart to where he's wanting to take me. And I'm just so encouraged to know that I'm not alone in this journey. Yes, so true. And I think that's the amazing thing about us as women. We have to realize that we're not alone and that we are on this journey to empower and to just encourage each other to keep pressing. Because like you said, we're on a journey of open up to learning to trust God more, learning to let go and to reset our mindset and our perspectives that I think sometimes we struggle because we, we think we're alone doing it and we're not. And so that's what the podcast is for us to just invite other women to come along on the show to share their, their journeys and share what God has taught them. And hopefully the goal is that as people are listening, they can get some of these divine nuggets and take them into their daily walk and continue to grow. So Katrina, thank you so much for being on the show today. And so let's talk about the topic of the in-between girl. So could you describe to me, who is she to you? What are her struggles and the hesitations that she has with truly trusting God? So we know that in the spiritual realm, according to what the Word of God says, you either are a believer, you are saved, you have accepted Christ in your heart, or you're not. So either you are a child of God or you're not. So I want to be clear when we're talking about the in-between girl. She's not someone who is in between the truth of God's word. When we talk about the in-between girl, we're talking about that girl who believes what the scriptures say. She believes that Christ has come to earth, lived as a man, died on the cross, was raised again. She believes that he has the power to forgive her of her sin. 
but she still has a foot in the world where she is not in a place where she has completely given her life to the Lord for fear of what she may be missing out in the world system. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of us have found ourselves in that position at one time or another before we began our journey with Jesus, right? I believe what I'm reading in the Bible, what I'm hearing in scripture and through sermons and different ministries, it's resonating in my heart. And I want a relationship with Jesus. I want his love in my life. But doing that is going to cost me something, which we know because the Lord says that, right? He says that, pick up your cross and follow me. Know that being my follower is going to cost you something. And a lot of the times what the world has to offer looks so much more attractive than what we know that God has to offer us. Why? Because our flesh wants what the flesh wants. Mm-hmm. And the scriptures say that our flesh and our spirit are always warring against each other. So when we talk about the in-between girl, it's the girl who wants Jesus so badly, but at the same time, she's afraid of what she may be missing out in the world. And so she's going back and forth in her decisions and even maybe some guilt of, well, I'm not worthy of God's love because of the mistakes and the struggles that I can't seem to overcome. We want to encourage that girl that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God and that there is nothing that the world has to offer that is comparable in any way to the love of Jesus Christ. Amen to that. That right there is enough to stand on. And like you said, sometimes it's that fear, you know, the fear of missing out because it's so hard to kind of have your perspective on what you want your life to look like and how you want it to be. And like you said, Katrina, the world viewpoint makes it looks like it's so easy to obtain and you can do it so quickly. But when you step back from the spiritual side of it, you really have to ask yourself, am I willing to die to my desires, die to my feelings, die to my thoughts to truly trust God, to truly allow myself to be led by him? And so it's kind of like that tug of war. And I've experienced that in my personal walk many times, to be honest with you. I've had those moments where I felt like, yes, I'm hungry after God. But then part of me, mine went stir back to the, the control mechanism, you know, because I have, mm-hmm. I'm very driven and I know what the goals and desires I have. So sometimes when God is not moving at the pace that I want him to, or sometimes when the plan doesn't line the way I had a vision. Sometimes I feel like I am the in-between girl. I have that one foot that's like, okay, but I could do it, God, and I really don't need your help. But then the moment it crashes burn, it's like, okay, I need you, God. You know. And so what we want to encourage you today is that not to have that one foot out. We want to encourage you to take that bold step of faith and say, God, I'm going to trust you. No matter what it looks like, no matter how it feels, I know that you love me so that you gave your only son for me. Like you gave Jesus up to die on that cross for my sins, for all my wrong, for my past, and for even for the future mistakes. So if you love me that much, that means that you're going to stay faithful to me and that you're going to help me on this process. And I think that's the reassurance that we have to constantly remind ourselves daily that God is faithful and that he wants the best for us. But it's an open invitation to receive that. And I think that's the thing that we have to be willing to let go and say, okay, I'm going to let go of the things I desire, the things that the world may be enticing in front of me and say, but I'm going to trust this journey that God has me on. And that means I have to trust him for the good, the bad, and even sometimes those in-between states where it doesn't really feel right or 
you're just like, what am I supposed to do? But you lean into God. And one of the things that I find that some women may struggle with giving that complete trust to God is that whole mechanism of trust and control. So can you share some tips on how can we really release control? What it means to truly surrender? Because when you mention the verse about take up your cross, that really means you have to let go and really surrender. So what does that look like in the everyday when you kind of have those feelings that are kind of wrestling against that concept? Yeah, no, that's a really, really good question, right? Because in our minds, we have a picture of how things are supposed to turn out, right? <laughs> and when they don't turn out that way, a lot of times we get anxious. We even struggle with doubt and fear. And then that's when the control starts to take over, right? Our faith begins to waver and we want to reach for the steering wheel. But I want to remind us all that, number one, our steps are ordered by the Lord. And also in Ecclesiastes, it talks about how everything is beautiful in its time. So what that tells me is that as I'm living out my life and I'm trusting God, he is ordering my steps and I am exactly where I am supposed to be according to his will and his perfect plan for me. And where I am is not going to look like where she is. He can kind of release this expectation of how our life is supposed to be. And trust, like, God, I don't know where you're taking me, but I know wherever you're taking me is going to be good. And I know that wherever you're taking me is going to be for the glory of your name and for the benefit of my life. And knowing that everything he has for us is truly for our benefit, not just in the moment, but looking into eternity. And I think when we can put on that mind frame and those spiritual eyes, it makes us less worried. And, and less anxious. And I think that will subside our need to be in control. Yes. And I love that. And it's just, that's just some powerful truth that we have to really lean on his word because that fear and that anxiety and that doubt is real. Like we have to acknowledge that, you know, that's just part of being human, that we're going to wrestle with those emotions. But that's where we can't allow that control to want to step in and bombard us. Mm-hmm. So much of, okay, I want to take the steering wheel back. And then that causes us kind of have, like I call it, the little yo-yo effect where one minute we want to serve God, the next minute we want to go pursue things our way. And then when it doesn't pan out, then we want to serve God. But like you said, we have to get back to God's truth. We have to get back in his word and realize that it's about he is in control. And he knew the moment when we were birthed into this world, what the vision, what the plan is for our lives. And so we have to just give ourselves permission to trust God on this journey and to embrace the process of where he wants to take us. And knowing that It's not going to always be the way we see it. But when we say, God, we're going to trust that you're going to order our steps. That means we have Uh to relinquish control and we have to shut down those ideas of perfection, you know, or ideas of what the world say, how you're supposed to do things. We have to really shut those things down and constantly be renewing our mindset, keeping our eyes and keeping our minds focused on God. Because if we don't, it's so easy to steer from that. It's so easy to find yourself chasing after what the world say, or really allowing those roller coaster emotions to get the best of you, which causes that whole in-between state. So I like how you're telling women to go back to the word, go back to the scripture and lean on that truth in that moment and continue to seek God in prayer about how he wants you to show up and where he's taking you on the journey. Exactly. And there's a scripture that I told so dear to my heart and it's Luke 145. 
And it says, blessed is she who believes what the Lord has declared over her. And I think that is some very powerful language there. Everything that the world has to offer us, it always comes with an attachment, right? Yeah. It always offers only to take from us. But what God has to offer us is completely for our edification. And we don't have to worry about losing anything or trading anything for what God has for us. Once we can really believe that our Savior truly, truly loves us, not just moment to moment, but into eternity as a whole, like from the beginning of time, Jesus loves you. And from the beginning of time, Jesus had a plan for you, right? Mm -hmm. And so once we can understand that and grasp that and hold tight to that truth, then I think that can foster our growth and our belief and our faith and our trust where we're, we don't want to be in control. Because I know when I'm in control, I mess up. When I'm in control, I don't do things that are in line with God's will for me, which I know is always good. So I'm the one missing out on God's good gifts for myself when I try to take the steering wheel to my life. But when we believe that, gosh, the Lord has abundance for me, but the world cannot take away. So I would rather focus and turn my attention and my heart on, on Him and reject what the world has, which is only ever circumstantial. Yes. And we have to keep that mindset. And I get it. I know there's some listeners like, man, I'm trying every day and I feel like I'm getting farther and farther that I'm, we're not going to sugarcoat and be like, it, it's so easy to do. It takes work. And that's why I mm-hmm. often say it's a faith journey. It's a constant process of being in alignment with God, being in position with him, sitting down, studying the word meditating on the scriptures, committing it to your heart, praying. The the word of God says, pray without ceasing. God wants to hear from us. He wants us to be in alignment with him. And the more that we practice this, the more we get in alignment with that, the more this truth, like you said, how you called out Luke, how these scriptures are implanted in your spirit. So when you have those moments, when you want to be in control or you start to doubt and feel anxious and fear, of the unknown, you have that truth that's embedded in your heart that you can recall and say, my father has called me to abundance and that his way and that his word says that he has so much for me and that he's not going to leave nor forsake me and that he wants me to walk in good works. And so when we can remind ourselves of those truths, it helps us to calm down, to refocus and redirect our attention back to him and to allow ourselves to not create that space where we feel like we're in between. And so it helps uh-huh. people over time to be able to deal with it from a healthier and a spiritual point of view versus saying, okay, well, I'm just going to tiptoe and be back in the world and then I'll figure the rest out. But no, it's a constant process, but you have to be willing to be open, be willing to invest in the process of God growing and pruning away at those things so that you can fully walk in his will. And so that brings me to the next thing. We talked about the trust and control. Let's talk about the perfection mindset. And I know that you've written a book. It's called Beyond Being Good, Seeking Christ's Perfection for Our Imperfect Hearts. I would love for you to share with our audience a little bit about your book, but also kind of weave in the fact how sometimes this perfection mindset makes us think we have to have things just right before we can fully serve God or fully walk in what he's called us to. So can you share a little encouragement on that topic? Oh, sure. I think it's one that resonates with all of us, right? Because, you know, we're in a fallen, broken world. 
And, you know, that's not how this was ever supposed to be. God's perfect plan was for perfection. In fact, the Garden of Eden was perfect. And so our hearts and our souls cry out for that perfection. But we're never, ever going to experience that this side of heaven. And thank God for Jesus, because he's so gracious and he's so loving. And he has so much mercy over the fact that we are imperfect people and imperfect beings. But in our hearts, because that's what we want, it's what we strive for. And when we fail to achieve that in our own strength, it can be very discouraging. And I agree with what you're saying. Like, we're not going to sugarcoat this. I don't use words like if. I use words like when. Because it's not a matter of if I'm going to mess up. It's more so a matter of when I'm going to mess up. Right. Because, you know what I mean? Because we are in a sin-filled world. We're in a fallen world. And there's nothing that's perfect but God himself and, and the love of Jesus Christ. And so that's what the book is all about. And I know we say it, we hear it in church, it becomes cliche, right? Come as you are. You know, you don't have to be perfect and clean yourself up to come to the Lord. But I think deep, deep down in our hearts, that's just a truth that we have a hard time accepting. Because we know our struggles and we know the wrongs that we have done. And it brings us to shame. And shame does not want to come into the light because shame doesn't want anyone to know what it has done. But that is the position that Christ has called us to come to him in. Bring your shame, bring your sin, bring your mistakes into the light of my love so that I can transform you from the inside out. And it's not our work, it's his. And so the book kind of follows some of my personal story of my issues with perfection and how I tried really hard to keep myself clean and have this clean, clean life on the outside where on the inside, I was just dying and struggling and hurting and broken and how so many of us have this story and we want relief. Well, we can't find our relief from doing good things or having success and all this stuff. The relief comes from relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I believe in being there. Like, if you're going to tell a story, I mean, tell the whole thing, right? So I'm very open and honest, and I try very, very hard to take an approachable perspective to where, like, look, this is what I struggled with, and this is what I thought. But once I began to understand God's love for me, my mentality began to change. And I was in a position to see God's perfection over my attempt to be perfect. And it's like you can just kind of breathe like, oh, gosh, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're not sitting there counting my mistakes and holding them against me. But you're there alongside me, loving me and, and correcting me in love so that I can begin to reflect you in my life, your perfection, not mine. Because honestly, I don't have it. It doesn't exist. But his perfection is what our hearts most crave for. And we can access that through his love once we give our lives completely and fully to him. I love that. And so I'm glad that you allow your book to be an opportunity to be transparent and to reveal your story. And I like how you do that because I think sometimes when we think about our own personal stories or our past, like you said, that shame, that guilt. And all those things allow, they keep us from fully walking in the purpose that God has called us to. And so the first step is that we have to realize that we can come to him with whatever, because he already knows. In our minds, we feel like, oh, if I don't go to God or bring it up, it's not going to come up. He already knows, sister. 
So the one that's like, I'm scared, he already knows what he's really doing is trying to see will his daughter be willing to surrender and to reveal the truth, walk in truth, because the word of God says the truth will set you free. And from that freedom, we don't, we're not no longer bounded to those things. We're no longer bounded to find our escape in the world or, or bounded to find our escape in what the flesh desires. Because most times that's what it is. The flesh and the worldly mm. things that we pursue are just cover up from the things that we need to deal with. And so mm. we will take a heart of saying that God wants to meet me right where I am. Even if I'm in this in-between state, he is willing to meet me where I am because he wants to have this intimate relationship with me. He wants to speak to me about the purpose that he's given me. He wants to develop me into the woman of God that he already knew I could be. But it comes with the price of surrender. It comes with the cost. And so what we have mm-hmm. to ask ourselves are, are we willing to invest in ourselves enough to shut down the perfection, to go after God, to go after all that he desires, whether that means doing a lot of pruning and ripping things from the root, but we have to be willing to pay that cost. And I love how you say that it's about releasing and doing the good that only comes from Jesus, not from ourselves. And so when we can align our spirits and our souls with him, then we know that we are free from anything that we feel like hindering us, but know that God wants to use us exactly right where we are. And he's not expecting us to be perfect. He knows that we're right. not perfect, but he wants to use right. us just how we are so that he can mold and shape us. And sometimes he wants to use your journey as a testimony for somebody else to say, look, this is what Jesus can do. This is not Mm -hmm. me at work, but this is what Jesus has done because he is the perfect one. And because of that, he has shaped me into the woman who I am. And so it's about not being afraid, but giving yourself that freedom and that permission to celebrate who you are in Christ in the journey that he wants to take you on. That is so true. I'm so glad that you said that, you know, and I am a firm believer that what gives us more encouragement, the woman who's never had any issues, any struggles, just had this picture perfect life, everything that always worked out for her, her life is golden. Or the woman who has struggled, who has had issues, who has overcome those issues by the help of, of her savior, and who can then turn around and say, this is who I was. But this is who I am in Jesus. That is so much more encouraging. And so we can't be afraid of our broken stories and our broken past. Because as you said, it all comes full circle to give God the glory. If I can fix myself and I can be perfect, then what need would there be for Jesus? Jesus came for the imperfect heart. He came for the broken person. You know, he came for the woman at the well. He came for the Samaritan woman. That's who he came for. He came for women like me and like you. We can cause ourselves to miss out on all of his love and all of his purposes and plans for us when we play this perfect game. Because what we're doing is we're trying to get the glory for ourselves and not for our Savior. So if I can just be a real one and be real and say, look, I'm a mess without Jesus. I am in some dark places before Jesus came and, and illuminated my life. I have done some wayward, crazy, messed up stuff. But by the grace of God, Christ still loved me and he still called me and he still had purpose and plan for me. And he has the same for all of us. We just have to have a willing heart and we have to be humble to say, Lord, I need you because I can't do this by myself. 
Amen. And you know what? I want to piggyback on that because there's probably a listener because I feel this tug in my heart. She's listening and she was like, well, what if I'm, I'm doing these things or I desire, but what if I, I fall short a month from now, a year from now? Mm-hmm. I want to say mm-hmm. to her right now that this is a process and you have to embrace your journey. If I could be real transparent with you, ladies, there are more moments in my walk where I feel kind of all over the place. I have this overwhelming of anxiety and fear and doubt when God is challenging me in areas that I'm I'm scared of. And you know what? It's okay to be scared. But what you can tell yourself is that I'm going to do it scared because I know God is with me. Because if he's tugging at your heart and if he's calling you to do some things or some or disrupt your life or make some drastic changes, that's because he wants you to be better. And he's in the process of blooming you and blossoming you into this woman that he's always seen you to be. So welcome to yeah. process. And even if you fall short, there's moments where I have hiccups. And I'm like, God, I'm a little bit all over the place. His words remind you that I can continue to come to him. I can continue to find rest in him and to be refreshed. And I can receive his grace and his love continuously. So even if you feel like you're going to fail at this, it's okay. But you're going to get mm-hmm. back up. And you're going to keep digging deeper. You're going to keep illuminating his truth. You're going to keep leaning on him and keep seeking God because the journey is not easy. But we want to yep. tell you that God is always there and he is faithful to the process and he loves you so much. And Katrina, I want to share with your listeners a message or a, a phrase that you shared on your blog. And I was just on your blog reading, catching up. And in that moment, I needed this word for myself and I feel the need to share it. You said on your latest post, it says, trust means resting upon God's promises as we follow where he leads. And for me, that reminds me for this woman that's in between and who's struggling or maybe once she desires so much of God and it's so hard. I just want to remind you to trust. And that trust simply means resting in God's promises, going back to his truth, spending that time knowing what his word says and what it promises and knowing that he's going to guide you every single way. And all he wants you to do is just follow his leading. Follow the father who loves you so much. Follow the father who is perfect in all his ways and know that he has every single thing aligned for you in this appointed time. So when you have those moments when you want to be over here in the world or you want to wrestle with the flesh, command those things to stop and find your hope, find your peace and your love through Christ, who is the only perfect one, and know that he's going to lead you, he's going to guide you, he's going to protect you in every aspect of your life. But you have to find that rest in him alone. That's so good. That's so good. And, you know, my advice to any woman who's wanting more of God and she's just unsure about her next step, I would say just take inventory of the things that you are holding close to you. Because if those things that you're holding close to you are in contrary to God's word, they are going to continue to be a stumbling block between you and Jesus. When you think about the music that you're listening to, are they encouraging you to live for Jesus or or is it encouraging you to not live for Jesus? You need to ask yourself these questions. The books and the magazines that you're reading, the TV shows that you're watching, Are they encouraging you to celebrate the things that are contrary to a life of salvation and pleasing the Lord? Because if they are, and these are the things that you have invested your heart into, you are going to continuously find yourself struggling. 
taking two steps forward, taking five steps back. And so just like you were saying, like, immerse your heart in scripture, in songs that are going to be an upliftment to you, not a song that's going to put doubts and ideas in your mind that you're going to be battling and wrestling with throughout your day and your week and all of that. So just take inventory of the things that you are investing yourself in because what you are enjoying and you think it's just in the moment, it's just a song, it's just a TV show, those things are seeds and they're being implanted in your heart. And we want to make sure that the garden of our heart, our soil is soft and supple for the Lord to till it and plant His truth and His fruits of the Spirit in us and not what the world wants to plant in us. Yes, definitely a great tip. So take inventory, ladies. And once you take inventory, go to God. Even if it's uncomfortable or you're you're feeling guilty, take it to God. He wants to hear it. He wants you to repent. He wants you to ask him for directions. Take it to God and allow him to reveal to you the things or the areas in the life or the people that you may need to take away, change up or remove yourself so that you can fully immerse yourself in exactly what he wants you to do. So I really appreciate those words of encouragement, Katrina. And I just pray that women will be empowered to continue to stay faithful to the process that God has taken them on and really make that decision to fully go after him. That's it. When we make that commitment to fully go after him and position ourselves with him, then the rest is history. He's going to take care of the rest. He's going to line the rest. Once we keep our eyes on him, everything else will find its place. So Katrina, I want to ask you before we go, can you share with our listeners where they can connect with you online as well as where can they purchase or get a copy of your book and then also share with them how you shine it forward in your daily walk? Okay, sure. I I live on Instagram, so look for me there. It's at underscore Katrina Katrina underscore. I would love for you to follow me and I would love to follow you back. And then I blog every Sunday at my website, com. You can catch up with my weekly happenings and little tidbits that I feel the Lord has placed on my heart on that website. And my book, you can find my book on barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, or christianbooks.com. And if you follow my website, you can kind of learn more about my book. And then also if you go to Amazon or or a website like that, you can read some reviews on my book. And I think they also have a sneak peek first chapter so that you can read through the first chapter if you're interested in doing so. And uh, I guess your last question was, how do I shine it forward? Is that right? Yes. How you shine it forward in your daily walk. Oh, okay. Well, I think how I shine it forward is just looking for opportunities to just love. You know, the world says, scratch my back, I scratch yours. They're looking for love that satisfies them. But we know God has placed so much love in our hearts, not for us to hoard it, but to share it. And I just really enjoy just meeting new people, having conversations. And, you know, and it doesn't always have to be a spiritual conversation. Like, I just love conversations to get to know someone else's heart, you know, and using those opportunities for me to share my heart with them. And I think, you know, when we can take Uh, look at our day and we're actively looking for people that we can bless, that we can get to know just a little bit more. I think we find that it's just a platform for Christ's light to shine so bright in us. I love that. So yes, opportunities to love. So yes, let's challenge each other just to show love without getting anything returned. I think that's a great way for us to illuminate God's truth 
and light by just simply showing up and be and showing love to others. So you guys, thank you so much for listening in to today's episode and be sure to go out to the website at shamelevans.com forward slash podcast. And I will definitely upload the show notes as well, all of the links that Katrina provided so that you can learn more and get connected with her. And again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Are you ready to find clarity around your purpose and transform your vision into action? Join me for the six-week She Emerges Intensive, which includes one-on-one mentoring and strategy. Together, we will get clear on your why, core desired feelings, and who you want to serve well. We will formulate a faith-infused plan of action that includes laying out your monthly intentions and weekly tasks. Walk away with clarity, guidance, and support to take the next bold step of faith in your calling on God's terms. Schedule your free clarity call today at shamelevans.com forward slash she emerges.